0: Now, my friend, if you're looking for numbers to stack up in your favor to win a battle, you're not going to win it because you need something besides numbers. You need something besides logistics. That does not equate into victory in the people of God. But we are people just like Abraham. God spoke to him, 75 years old, said, get your bad self up and follow me. I want you to go to Canaan. So he did.
1: Stories stir the soul. Stories reveal.
2: And stories heal.
1: In this podcast, we will give you an inside look at someone who's had a life-changing breakthrough.
2: Real people, real stories with real breakthroughs. As a health and wellness expert and coach and Todd as a men's mentor,
1: we've seen firsthand what God can do when it comes to a breakthrough. So lean in, listen well. This could be your biggest breakthrough.
2: Hello, and welcome to this episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough. I'm Wendy Pett. I'm Todd oh, you need your microphone.
1: Oh, <laughs> how's that? Is that better? Oh, I'm, my goodness. I was going to say, I'm Todd Isburner, well, yes, and you uh, are. now you can hear who I am, too. Oh, I'm so all thankful.
2: Right. Well, that's that's actually <laughs> hey, every good once in a good
1: lead-in. You can't get it all right. It's okay. <laughs> that's
2: true. So that is a good lead-in to ask, how's your attitude you today, know, Todd?
1: It was doing okay, <laughs> but I'm not quite sure why you're asking. <laughs>
2: Well, you know, your attitude can have just a profound effect on how you go about leading others and your attitude, whether it's good or bad, can just really affect your daily performance, your response to others, and practically dictate how your day goes.
1: Yeah, so true. I mean, attitude is kind of, it's kind of like a joy in a way because you have to choose. Mm. You've got to choose to have joy and you've got to choose to have a good attitude. That is
2: so true. Yeah. And today on Your Biggest Breakthrough, we have a very special guest who is a very special person in our lives. Pastor Jerry Hobbs has been my spiritual dad for over 15 years. He calls me baby girl or darling. And Todd wasn't so sure of that when we were recording (laughs) until he met Jerry and understood his Southern way. But Jerry Hobbs, he's 83 years young. He's pastored for 47 years. He's preached around the world. He's preached in Africa to over 15 million people at one time. He's built churches in, in Central and South America in what was called church planting evangelism. He's been married to the lovely Lucretia for 62 years, father of one daughter, four grandkids, and eight great grands. And he is an author and he's an incredible, incredible human being, speaker, pastor, and just friend. And so, welcome, Papa Hobbs.
0: Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here with you.
2: Yes. Just looking at
0: your faces. Y'all are such wonderful people.
1: Mm. Well, back at you. Yes. I can tell you that for sure. You (laughs) have been a constant encourager. Mm -hmm. No matter who you come across, God has given you a gift to encourage and to also speak the truth. I have noticed that about Jerry over the years, and I don't think it's just his Southern culture. This man, when he speaks the truth, will speak it directly and forthrightly. And honestly, that is what we just love
0: about you, Jerry.
2: Yeah, what you see is what you get. And he always
0: Jerry. does it with a
1: good attitude.
2: Yeah, with a good attitude.
0: <laughs> well, that's what Jesus did. You know, when yeah. he spoke, he was rather abrupt and had no uh, political uh, culture skills in his vocabulary. Truth was truth. He was truth.
2: Yeah. That's right. That's and that's right.
0: all we can do is speak truth. And speaking of attitude, you know, I, I learned a long time ago. You can lose your wealth, your health, your family, your friends, everything that you hold dear, but you never lose your attitude, good or bad. You know, you've always got this attitude. Mm-hmm. And if you have a good attitude, no matter what you've lost or what you've gained, you're still ahead of the game because your attitude will carry you through. That's what right. if you don't know whether you have a good or bad attitude? How can you find ask out?
2: Jerry? Jerry will tell you. <laughs>
0: I think we know we're not stupid. Right. You know when you're being a, a horse's patoot. <laughs> you know, you know when you're not being congenial and kind and caring. Yeah. And uh, if you know that, he that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, it becomes a stinking sin. So bad attitude can take you right down into a sinful type nature.
2: In all the years, Jerry, that you pastored um, numerous churches with hundreds of people, um, you've you've been around a lot of situations and circumstances, and you've you've helped people and guide them through different things. But you've been through a lot yourself, and so on your biggest breakthrough, we we really like to dive in and talk about um, your faith breakthrough. So I'd love to hear. And be refreshed about when you first um, received Christ and how that walk went, and also your biggest breakthrough within your own life and how um, it has helped to um, help you guide others through their own situations and circumstances. Because you've got a a couple that I know you want to touch on.
0: You know, I was blessed to be raised by parents who were God loving, spirit filled people. And we were not asked allowed to ask why. And my mother always taught me, said, if you ever grow up and come to know the Lord in a gracious relationship, you'll never be able to ask the question of why. Because there's certain things that happen in life, and and you have to accept them. You accept them with the fact that God is able to help you get through the difficult times as well as any other times. So I grew up with that understanding. I understood that when mom and dad said to do something, that's just the way it was, and I never tried to figure out an alternative. So I grew up taking the word of God as such. Proverbs 3 and 5 5 said, trust in the Lord with ALL, all thine heart, and lean not to thine own understanding, and then verse 6 says, but in all, A-L-L, thy ways, acknowledge him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Explicit recommendations there that does not lead us to look for an alternative. Trust in God is a primary thing that we have to have if we're going to get through the difficult times in life. And yes, I faced some, uh, numerous difficult times. Lucretia and I started out in ministry after we left college. And I was pastoring by the time I was 22 years of age, 150 people. I was green as a gourd and and twice as ignorant. I mean, <laughs> college does not teach you how to be smart. It just teaches you about certain principles. Mm-hmm. But the things I did in starting out as a pastor that was a, is abhorring to me now. But we do live and we do learn. Mm-hmm. But in all of that, I then in my personal life in facing ministry with other people and being able to 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 to, to counsel with hundreds and thousands of people, and I've heard everything that can be heard in a pastor's study. If I wrote a book, I would not be able to put my name to it. So I don't mm. write a book <laughs> of people's problems, but. We too have problems, don't we, guys, at the end of the day?
1: Very much so. Yeah, absolutely. But, Jerry, I'm just picturing you now in in one of your many pastor's offices, listening to hundreds and thousands of people share their stories and their hurts and their circumstances and their offenses and all that stuff. Uh, how did you protect yourself? How did you mm-hmm. maintain a peaceful, loving spirit with a good attitude When you were so bombarded with such negative stuff.
0: First thing you have to remember is that when people come to you and sit across from you, they're not there really to listen to you. You're there to listen to them. Good word. Please don't do what I did one time. I'd had an exhausting day and too many people coming through and it was the end of the day, but it was a hot summer day in Dallas, Fort Worth. The air conditioning was on and my office was cool and the drapes were pulled and I had a beautiful office. I leaned back as the lady was talking and put my feet on the desk and somehow I slumbered off.
1: Oh, (laughs) Snoozeville. Well, you were a good listener (laughs) up to that point.
0: So I hear this voice, pastor, pastor, are you okay? Okay. And I tried to cover as best I. I said, yes, I'm just in deep thought. As to <laughs> yeah, that's, <true. laughs> uh,
1: that's good.
0: But you know, I, I you realize at the end of the day when you've heard all these things that they don't belong to you.
1: That is so so key to remember. Because it's like it's
0: working tr- at the yeah. Treasury. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You see yeah. all this gold and coins they're making, but none of it belongs to you. Mm. At the end of the day, you're shaken down, go home as broke as you were when you went to work. Mm. Well, that's the way we have to be when we take. We can't take people's problems. We simply share with them solutions, recommendations. So that's how I survived. I never took my problems home, and and took out issues with my family. I, Lucretia never knew what my agenda was throughout that day I just went home and I was just sweetheart to her and daddy to my daughter
2: wow I mean that Beautiful. is so powerful yeah. that is so powerful because so many people take the burdens of whatever goes on at work mm-hmm. and they bring it home and then they end up you know colliding and and fighting with their spouse and taking it out on their kids and
1: yeah wow. and, it's, and it, it sometimes becomes like a couch you in a the cud, because you just, <laughs> you just chew on it and chew on it. And then you start talking about it and you chew on it. It's it worse. It doesn't get you anywhere. It,
0: right? it creates angst mm-hmm. and and animus and there's nothing you can do. Uh, once that gets started, it's kind of like uh, a guy told me, he said, you know, it's been a bad day at my house. The dog and the cat got in a fight and then my kid got involved and kicked the dog for fighting the cat. My wife got on the kid for fi- fighting with the dog. And I got on to her for hitting the kid and for long, you know, it's just uh, the turmoil is from the cat and the dog all the way up to mom and dad, you know, and and by the time the dad got home, it had escalated and, and there was, there was turmoil just uh, steaming in the air, but somewhere, sometime you have to make your home. And and I got to tell you this, you, you might laugh about it, but when I was a boy, my mom and dad never allowed my brother and I to make. Or shout at home and scream and holler inside the house. If we raise our voice a little bit, my father was an Englishman uh, by heritage. My mother was a German, full-blooded German
2: oh, I know by about bloodline.
0: Those. And- oh, yeah. Go Germans, <laughs> yeah, thus, <laughs> thus that's, that's <just> <laughs> But he, uh, he wouldn't let us be loud. And- if you want to scream, go outside. We got a big backyard, a big front yard. And you scream your lungs out and then come in, but you shut your mouth and respect the houses. This is where we have peace and quietness. And so our home was always peace and quietness. And (laughs) and my wife, Lucretia, can tell you to this day, our home is uh, just filled with peace and tranquility. Beautiful. And, but you kind of have tranquility if you've got turmoil going on.
2: Well, let's talk a little bit about the, the toxicity in the air that can be in the home and it was in your home as well. Yes. Um Let's talk a little bit about that because, and I don't know how deep you want to go into it, but you and Lucretia had to choose to have a good attitude in the midst of, of what was going on um right. with your child.
0: Well, we don't have time to go into it in depth. So I just skim over the top and I think you get the gist, but our only daughter was our treasure. You know, when you only have one kid, all your eggs are in one basket. Now, that's it. Your hope, your dreams in that one kid. is kind of unfortunate for them because uh, they've got a lot to live up to. And most often they don't live up to that. Well, she was just a beautiful and a precious young lady and a beautiful teenage girl, ran in the Miss Texas contest, and beautiful blonde girl, and all the attributes that go on with a beautiful teen girl. She had her a, a red, big Ford Galaxy convertible, and she was on the rah-rah team, and and you know, all of that kind of stuff, but always a good girl, home at night by 10.30 in, in high school, and On the weekends, she had her friends over here. She didn't go out much. And so, you know, just a good friend. And then this hairy-legged boy came along in the church, and they started dating. To make a long story short, they got married when she was relatively young and was pregnant the first year of her marriage and had her first baby uh, around the end, a little after their one-year anniversary. make a long story short, they had two children, just second one, 17 months apart from the youngest. During this time, he had affairs. My long story short, the marriage terminated. And instead of my daughter uh, choosing to follow in the footsteps of her parents and our tradition of my parents and my wife's parents, uh, a pathway of following Christ and living for Christ, she chose the world. We were as confused as we were amazed, and not being able to figure it out. Plus, the fact after her husband divorced her and her husband divorced, we had to take uh, uh, the two children—a little girl eighteen months old, little boy over three years old—into our home to raise. While she would come and go, but she'd be gone sometimes six months, and we wouldn't know where she's where she was. She got involved in drugs. And alcohol and the adult entertainment world, and only God knows what else. And you could only imagine. Apart from anything and everything we believed in, and I would not let her come home because I had the babies, and I told her, as long as the children were here, she could not come back home to live. She could come home to eat a meal, to shower, you know, or what, but, but not to live. But then it got really bad uh she tried to commit suicide overdose she was in the hospital doctor didn't know if she'd live or not you know how impaired she might be in her mind she came out of the hospital and bam she's right back in the world and let off short short that has been since uh, 19 um uh the early 80s okay 83 84. She'd been married eight times and at 57 years of age, she looks like she's 70. None of her four children want to see her. They don't want everything to do with her. We are their parents, they think. I mean, they consider us their parents. So in all of this, though, I had to have a reconciliation with God because even I had people to wonder if what we had done to for our daughter to take such a drastic turn. But it's like, you know, the disciples asked Jesus, is this man blind because his parents sinned?" Jesus said, absolutely not. But that the glory of God might be manifested. So in the interim time, I'd made a big study in going into 1 Samuel, the 30th chapter, where David is in Ziklag. He returns and finds that his wife, his children, and the wives of his comrades, and their children, their cattle, everything has been taken by the Amalekites, and the village has been burned, and they're left with nothing. They're so distraught, and when i read that, I thought, I'm David here in Ziklag. And, and to make a for short, I, I, I did what David did. The Bible said he went in unto the Lord, and he inquired of the Lord, shall I? pursue after this truth? Shall I overtake them? I think God was so enthralled by his faith and tenacity and aggressiveness. Shall I overtake them? Well, the Amalekites had numbered about 3,000 men and David with his 600 men comes to 601 against 3,000 is not a favorable number, but God does not God does not calculate numbers when it comes to bringing bringing victory. He snatched all of the army away from Gideon with the exception of 300 to go against 30,000. Now, my friend, if you're looking for numbers to stack up in your favor to win a battle, you're not going to win it because you need something besides numbers. You need something of besides logistics that does not equate into victory in the in the people of God. But we are people, just like Abraham. God spoke to him, Abram, seventy-five years old, said, "Get your bad self up and follow me. I want you to go to Canaan." So he did.
1: It's amazing, Jerry, because <clears throat> when when you hear God speak so many times it seems to be the opposite of what we would do if we were in charge of things. And I'm just thinking, let's go back to your your daughter and the surely you and your wife, Lucretia, you had to face an immense amount of disappointment, of hurt, of pain, of missed expectations, of dashed dreams. I could go on and on of the list of things that could have just done the two of you in because you're people of faith and you prayed and you were asking God to correct the situation, but the situation didn't correct for, for whatever reason. And so a couple of questions, Jerry. How did you and Lucretia, how did you continue to pray in faith? Did you ever get discouraged and start to think either God's not hearing this prayer or we just don't get it? That's the first question. And the second question is, how in the world did you maintain a good attitude after all that?
0: The thing that caused, enabled us to persevere was the fact that as I read this this scripture, God told me literally through this Holy Spirit, take this, develop a message and take it to the nation. I took that message. I left everything else I was doing. Lucretia was working for James Robinson at that time, doing all of his direct mail and all of that. And getting his books published. And, and it, she would work Monday through Friday. I would take my bookings, I would preach Sunday morning, Sunday night, sometimes Saturday night in a place as far as West Chicago, Los Angeles, Fresno, Florida, all over the nation. For seven years, I traveled. So she was I was mom Monday through Friday to these children. She came on Friday afternoon, and I took off on Saturday morning and was gone on the weekend. And so I preached this message, pursue, for thou shalt overtake your your health, your finances, your lost children, your calling that you once had, and you shall overtake it, and, and, and you're going to get everything back that I gave you. And I made that the subject and I, I, this message has been preached in cathedrals and mud huts. It's been preached in open air. It's been preached in tabernacles. It's been preached in Presbyterian churches, Pentecostal churches, Baptist churches, across the nation, Central America, South America, Canada, Africa, uh, Ecuador.
1: It's a universal message It is because yes. everybody faces those kinds of challenges where they don't believe that anything's going to change. And yet you learned um, through the school of life and trusting God how to persevere and how to pursue. I love the fact that you, you, you never give up. You've never given up. You're still not giving up and no. you're teaching others to keep pursuing and going forward.
2: And to take authority over the situation.
0: And, and, and you know, I, can I just share this with you? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I was in Fresno, the, the people's church of 6,000 people on a Sunday night, and I gave the altar call after that message. And I remember the altar was just full of people. But I was came down and this one young lady standing in front of me looked like a movie star. And I stopped and she was weeping and convulsing. And I said, can I pray with you? And she said, yes. I said, can I ask you what your problem is? She said, cocaine, fentanyl. Mm. And I would believe looking at her, she looked as fresh as a daisy. And so got to talking with her just for a moment. I said, and she told me she was doing like a thousand dollar a day habit. And I said, how do you support yourself? And she said, bold-facedly, I'm a prostitute. I said, how did you make it here today? She said, Brother Hobbs, my daddy's a deacon in this church. Mm-hmm. I was able to pour my heart out and cry with her, weep tears with mm-hmm. her, mm-hmm. And, and give her encouragement. And the man next to her said, I just buried my daughter. After spending 250000 trying to get her cleaned up, I lost her to an overdose. So I found myself in the midst of this cesspool, And I knew that God was using me and I could not give in to the frailty of life. I had to stay strong. And Lucretia, she don't ever have to pray to be strong. I mean, she is a a velvet steamroller, you know, she she wakes up strong. She She goes to bed strong. Yes,
2: (laughs) Beautiful. So good.
1: You you have, you've certainly, um, been tested and proven i think in you mm-hmm. in, in a lot of ways both you and lucretia um, but even now there there must be times where uh, obviously you would give anything for things to be different with your daughter and y- your attitude still has to stay in check and it's getting tested i mean there there are times where the two of you must must wonder you know why, why wouldn't she turn around and change things or whatever other questions that go through your head, you could get focused on that stuff instead of sort of your, your present day victory. But how do you, how do you do that, Jerry? How do you keep a good attitude when everything around you says you deserve to have a bad attitude about
0: this? Right. Well, you know, you ask, where will it end? Mm. Where will this, where will this finally end? this turmoil, this, will she ever learn? And when I asked that question, God again spoke to my heart. And he said, she will never learn till you release her to me. That was only a couple of months ago. Yeah. And I thought, great day in the morning. I thought I'd done that. <laughs> you know, we think we do, but then we, uh, we are people of this mentality. We can we think we can fix things, right. in people's yeah. lives. Yeah. God's not called us to fix things in people's. Life. He's called us to to present the what uh, the solutions to the problem are not in how we fix it. The solution, to the problem is in how God fixes them. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so I had something. to tell her she was again. I just walked away from a 17 year old marriage and walked right into the life of another man who, consequently, today is in jail for molesting a 12 year old girl. Yeah. But her choices are so bad. You think, would she ever learn? No, not until you release her to me. So I made her leave my house.
2: So Jerry, you, you have been, you and Lucretia have been through it and I know that firsthand, but I also know that, um, God has blessed you with other daughters in your life. Like I'm going to tear up yes. in just a minute because you have been and walked in my life in such a beautiful way. And I'm so grateful for the timing and the impact that you've had on my life, my salvation, and it's, it's created a ripple effect in my life and Todd's life and, and, Ever, I mean, I think of the people that you have touched, um, that are your baby girls, <laughs> your darlings, right? Like, like the the daughters that that God has put in your life that aren't blood daughters, but they're maybe daughters that that you choose at the moment, right? And and He's He's blessed us and blessed you with that relationship. And so I just want to say um, that God shows up anyway. Um, it's not always how we expect things to look. Um, but, but he shows up and it's good. So, but here's what I want to ask is with everything that went on, uh, and has gone on with your daughter, blood daughter, is there anything that you would have done differently than what you had done through the years?
0: Obviously that's kind of rhetorical question, but obviously there's always things we could do differently, Sure. but could and would are two different things.
2: Yeah. And past past. should have. Sure.
0: Yeah. Sure. But in response to Todd's second question, uh, what is your attitude? And again, I go back to the fact that th- your attitude is something that you build. You build mm-hmm. attitudes. You know, somebody said you have to love your enemies. Practice. You have to learn how to love your enemies. Mm. That's good. So some people out there just want to jerk a knot in. Mm. But they not my problem. God said, "Hey, that's not your problem. You have your own stinking problems. That's my problem. Release them to me and love them through me." So I've learned how, in my character, to learn how to love other people that to me are abhorring people and and uh, distasteful people. But you know, when I see my spiritual children, such as you, Wendy, and We knew each other 15, 20 years ago. Is that right?
2: Yes, over 15 years ago.
0: Yeah. And I remember the burden I carried for you. And I guess I still carry it to a point Because if I see you and I don't think I like... to look in your eyes or something, I have to say something. And that's the grandfather in me.
2: Right, right.
0: Like I do to my children. What's like, going how you doing?
2: on? What's going on? And they say,
0: What do you mean? I said, Don't give me what do you mean? I can read to you like a cheap <laughs> novel, you know. <laughs> it's true. So that's just that's the parent in us. And that's that's the my 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 commitment to people like you and Todd that I always want to be there for you to, to instill things that uh, I feel like are necessary for your, uh, to, to, to grow and and to build your spiritual lives, your, your relational life. And uh, yes, things will never be totally easy. There will never be times without challenges. But I got to tell you, folks, God is either God or he's not God. Now, when will we stop and say, my God shall.
1: I love what you said, Jerry, about uh, in, in attitude, you have to build it. I think in today's quick, get me everything right now world, uh, we forget that it takes time to do certain things. Loving people that are unlovable and building a good attitude is not going to be done overnight.
2: Or maybe even and reminding ourselves that we might be the unlovable one. That's
0: exactly <laughs> so is, right. Well, we'd rather, that, though, <laughs> we'd rather not think that. That's exactly true. That's true. Yeah, we'd rather not think that, but Part yeah, that problem. may be true. But I can't believe anybody wouldn't love me and mama over here. <laughs>
2: oh, no, of course, of course. But,
0: but to make a long story short, you know, um, we are called by God. Every life is called by God. Everybody is part of the calling of God within the community of believers. Yes. Everybody. To think that just because you warm up you every now and then on Sunday, you're not important, is to miss the totality of what you've been created to do in Christ. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Because That's we're weird. here for specifics. Yeah. And, and And I just, I hate that some people don't get that, you know.
1: You have so much wisdom, Jerry, and I know it didn't happen overnight. And I know you're more wise today than you were when you were 20 years old or 30 years old. There's an accumulation in life experiences rather than you sort of folding up into a ball and quitting or getting bitter and resentful. You embraced these challenges and you decided you were going to learn from them so that God could communicate a message that he wants to deliver through you and I respect and I honor you for that, uh, and, and I also want to let you know that, um, uh, and, and for our listeners and our viewers, Jerry gets on Facebook every oh, once in man. a while. I don't get on Facebook a whole lot, but when I do, he's in my newsfeed, and I, and I and I got to read it because he, he's not taking a selfie saying "Look at me." He's he's communicating truths from God's word that are very insightful, practical, and applicable. And Jerry. I love that you do that, and I want to encourage people to go there. Yeah, uh, and, and Jerry D.
2: Hobbs.
0: Are you okay if they befriend Jerry you? D. Hobbs? Yes, I'm sure you're Jerry probably at capacity
2: with friends, but um, but maybe people. Can oh yeah, still five
0: thousand. But I and I, may, I think I was down to like 49, 4,800. <laughs> okay, so someone somebody. can still
2: squeeze in. Get okay, in there yes. because these are like
1: <laughs> these are like short, little, two minute or less reads that will right. bring you a great profound, message, of very truth.
0: profound. Yeah. I have a lot of pastors that write me and tell me, you know, I, I I was overwhelmed this week and didn't have time to study, but thank God I read your post and God gave it to me. And I was able to develop that for a tremendous message from my people.
2: Okay. Nice. That uh, is nice. fantastic. And it's, Look free. At that. it's and it, free. It's all free. It's
0: all free. <laughs> oh, yeah. hey, hey, Jerry, yeah, don't, yeah, you don't have to give me credit because I don't <laughs> want any credit. don't care about the credit.
1: Jerry, you give out a lot of good advice and uh, I'm just curious. Can you recall anybody? just like the best piece of advice that anyone has ever given you.
0: Yes. Um, I, my dad told me one time, nothing is forever. The good times, nor the bad. My girlfriend had broken up with me and I was so sorrowful. I was so sad. And I walked outside and he said, what's wrong, son? I said, well, Joe broke up with me. Oh, he said, I'm so sorry. But he said, remember this. <laughs> nothing is forever
2: wow well, love that that puts it in perspective though right that is good that's that is a bumper really sticker good. right there nothing is forever <laughs> no, except absolute. for eternity. But the word of god there we go. yes. there's
1: there's our default button.
2: yes oh my goodness thank you for coming on our podcast it's a joy and an honor you know it is we just love you dearly i know you've prayed for us numerous times we pray for oh, you oh my yes oh my yes he says
1: Don't stop. Don't stop.
2: And we pray for you guys. And we just love y'all. Y'all are family. Um, But I want to wrap up our time together with um, uh, just something kind of fun. And then I'm going to have you close us out in prayer. Those that are listening that might just need to really hear a word of of good, solid prayer uh, around attitude and God's truth. I would love for you to pray because you pray like nobody's business. But before we do that, just can you give us one something fun thing that maybe nobody knows about you that you want to share? What's something that you do or maybe a hidden talent or a gift? Um,
1: a
0: quirk.
2: A quirk. What do you got?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I like to fly bomber jets. No. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> you know, I don't do anything fun and maybe that's my okay, maybe problem. it's not
2: fun. Maybe it's just a, a different a, a talent or a gift that nobody knows about. Um,
0: You're going to force him to make one up now.
2: <laughs> Play, I don't know.
0: Well, I saw this tutorial
2: uh-huh.
0: on YouTube about making Christmas balls.
2: Uh huh.
0: Actually, they up poster styrofoam balls.
2: Oh, yeah. My grandmother used to do those with, with sequins and And they're just and stuff.
0: gorgeous.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: So I get me some styrofoam balls in here.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: And I'm trying to do that. And Lucretia comes over and looks on my shoulder and said, that's the biggest piece of junk I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought to myself, we need people to, Bring us back to reality. <laughs> uh, yes, indeed. That
2: is funny. But you know what? Good for yeah. you. Good for you for attempting something new. I would and have
0: never guessed that. No, that, I would have Pastor never, Jerry ever.
1: Styrofoam ball Christmas decorator. I would have never, ever guessed that. Oh, they're
0: that. beautiful. I mean, it's just, <laughs> and it's, it's unbelievable how oh, they look like you. that something ought to be on a Christmas tree in Buckingham Palace, you know.
2: Wow. But not and, yours. But, not the one you
0: did. <laughs> well, I so I realized okay, I had the wrong ball. It it was not dense enough. It was too porous, cause uh-huh. it couldn't ride on it. And you, you know, and you made your lines zigzag, and you can't cut straight lines. And so I realized all that, but not before my wife had seen it and said. That's the biggest mess I've ever seen in my life. That's Clean funny. it up, get it off my table and put <laughs> it in your office. <laughs>
2: so Papa Hobbs likes to do arts and crafts, basically.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you That's know, awesome. I like to work with my hands.
2: Ah, yeah.
0: And I found out how to make concrete, elaborate concrete pots, decorative for outdoors. Concrete pots.
2: Did you just start doing cement this? Cement
0: and rags.
2: Cement and rags. Did you YouTube this or what?
0: Well, let's just say it's possible. (laughs) And it turns out to be some of the most beautiful stuff. And so, you know, I've learned how to do that.
2: Wow. Good for you. I'm proud Uh, of you. I
0: mean, it looks like something Michelangelo carved out of concrete. (laughs)
2: well that is very fun no we did not know that about you so that's super cool well thank you so much for being on your biggest breakthrough you've had so many and you're so wise and we appreciate you sharing with us Um, but please share with us your gift of prayer as we head out
0: okay father i thank you for this time today with my family and friends here I thank you, Lord, that we've been able to share things in our life that possibly would spill over uh, unto those who have like situations and crises, and are facing those issues, oh God, and yet are dumbfounded at the perplexities that they're facing. Lord, my whole emphasis has been turn to Christ. Seek ye the Lord. Call upon him, because you said in the day that you call upon me, I will answer. That's not a casual respo- response from the divine. That's God saying, if I hear your voice, I'll answer you. Yes, but I prayed, and I didn't hear anything. God didn't say He would when he would answer you. He said he would answer you. So, Lord, I pray those that are facing these perplexities in life, teach us, Lord, to call upon you in your name and bring our problems to the Lord. And like the old song said, leave them there, Father, and then walk away and leave those issues on the altar for God to take care of in his time and in his way. And Father, help us to trust you in everything that we commit to you, knowing that you have our interest at heart, oh God. And everything that perplexes us will perplex you. But you don't let things perplex you. Because worry is in our life the interest that we pay on a debt that will never be collected. Mm -hmm. Now, Father, I ask you in Jesus' name to let our hearers find peace and consolation in knowing you, in walking with you, speaking with you, Lord, and in knowing you in such a personal and intimate way, they can put everything that is perplexing them in their life, before you, knowing that you are a God that answers prayer. Mm-hmm. And we praise you for it. And we thank you for it, oh God, knowing that you hear us. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Amen. Amen.
2: And amen. Mm-hmm. And amen. And amen. Love you, Jerry. And uh, thank you all for tuning in. We will catch you next time on Your Biggest Breakthrough.
1: So glad you could join us today. And you'll find a new episode every Tuesday on your favorite podcast platform.
2: And if you've been encouraged by listening or viewing, would you just take a moment and give us a five-star rating and a quick review? That'd be so awesome.
1: Yeah, and also please share this with your friends and loved ones.
2: If you have comments or questions, or if you're looking for an advertising opportunity, please get in touch with us at yourbiggestbreakthrough.com.
1: Or if you'd like to optimize your health and wellness, you can work directly with Wendy, go to wendypatt.com.
2: Or if you're a guy and you're interested in mentoring and coaching, go to toddisburner.com. We look forward to having you join us on our next episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough.